that was really synced. Sexy. That was pretty fantastic, actually. Yeah, hello wasn't that everybody. Nice? <laughs> Amy. That was a nice clap. <laughs> we clap sometimes before we get started, folks. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions when they happen, cosplay when it can happen, and nerdum in general all the freaking time. Damn straight. Hello, everybody. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. Guys, we didn't fuck it up. I know. Yay, professionalism. on your bingo cards. It also didn't help when when Rob went away. Tyler was like, fuck the intro. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, it was like I'm not even gonna do an intro, and then Amy and I and me. I and do what I want. Like... <laughs> when Tyler's on, it's a special time. It's wild card time. Anything could happen. Sometimes, some kind of <laughs> video game, board game, 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 Google game. Trends game, 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 podcast gaming. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You, like you can't we care. see it because this is an audio podcast, but I'm throwing my hands in the air, throwing shapes like I do. Ooh, oh shit, he's doing the YMCA. He ain't even here to play. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, young men and ladies. <laughs> Are you listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Talk about Lord. throwing shit. Tyler's throwing shapes and Amy's throwing shade. Okay. Robert and I are just all of your guys' fathers, I guess. <laughs> We're <dead>. Apparently. <laughs> Well, so, so many puns, just mm-hmm. just uh, jokes and oh, mm. I hurt. Go on, Rob. What do you got well, for us today? Uh, I've got socks and sandals. Oh, sorry. Okay. So we were talking about the podcast. Sorry, Robert but we were talking and about I my dad. Are your dads, and we can't raise you by ourselves. You know, it takes a village, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It also doesn't. It also doesn't help that when Robert goes to, uh, goes to con and just is in regular attire, he looks has such the dad outfit. Get like, in the, the village, golf, people. The golf shirt. He's got like the golfy, the golf style work shirt. He's got the capri pants. It's called a polo. I think he dresses like a construction worker. One of us is racially appropriating. One of us is a cop uniform. And the uh, what are the other village people? Uh, there's the sailor. There's the construction worker. There's the cowboy. I want to be there's... the cowboy. <laughs> Make up your mind. Pick one character. Leave the rest for other people. I'm gonna be the construction how, worker. How about we no. Just, how, how I'm the construction just, worker. How about we just figure out how to do kid Bushin, uh, do shadow clones, and just teach to Amy so she can be all of them. Young man. Uh, I feel like that's dangerous. Yeah, now I don't that know. I'm thinking I about think it. I can be however I feel. <laughs> you definitely can be however you feel. That being said, uh, I have to wonder a little bit right now about uh, video game critics. That was a because... shitty transition. Try again. Yes, it was. You know, as you're also critical of oh. my puns, it makes me think of people who are also critical, like video game critics. But they're not critic. They're <laughs> oh, I guess they're critical in that sense. They are critical people in the sense that they are uh, critically. Yeah, there's no good segue for this. No, no. anyway, no, that was uh, a good segue. <laughs> uh, while Amy's playing it? word games, I want to talk about video games, specifically the people oh who God. review them. <laughs> Don't even start. That's just this. This is causing me physical pain right now. There are segues, and then there's the Chinese knockoffs. <laughs> All right, we're in the Tibet knockoffs right now. Tibet. <laughs> Tibet. I can't make a fun out of that. <laughs> okay, Rob, please, please, poor favor. I feel like I've just been shot. I'm like in so much pain right now. I know. You gotta yeah. fight through it. You gotta pull it. You gotta pull those reins and you just gotta go. Ugh. Or else it's just gonna keep I getting was worse. In this much pain, I had done the YMCA for three hours straight. <laughs> All right. So, 
let, let's get real for a second here. So I think we all remember a few years ago when Cuphead came out. Mm-hmm. Some rather comical reviews that came from critics talking about how impossible the game was and the difficulty curves and all that stuff. And that seemed to go and mar what was, in many respects, a near-perfect game experience under the guise of opinions and somewhat unfair standards. Now, we just kind of let that one go by the wayside, didn't Mm -hmm. really put a lot of emphasis on it, because it's like, okay, this is kind of an anomaly. You know, we don't always agree with critics and what they go and say, whether it's movies, video games, television, all that kind of stuff. But I've noticed a kind of interesting trend going on, whether we're talking about the critical opinions of, say, a film like The Last Jedi, where critics absolutely loved it, but the audience was largely split by it. And something that came up this week, which is almost the exact opposite. <laughs> I, 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 of course, I'm am talking... Just yeah, let him finish. Yes, I am, of God course... damn it, Cole. <laughs> yes, I, I am, of course, talking about that. That video game that is marred in controversy right now. Yep. That video game... That has led to many people's disappointment at the larger critic community as a whole. That's right, folks. I'm talking about that classic comeback to life. SpongeBob SquarePants and the Battle for Bikini Bottom. Ride. I knew you were going to fucking yes. say that. I Come knew on, it. guys. Don't steal Donkey's jokes, my friend. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even watch Donkey. Yes, video game Donkey made a video about spoilers. And he was, like, hyping it up to be a Last of Us spoiler. And then it was a Spongebob spoiler. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm not video going that game route. Video Game Donkey <laughs> made a whole video on Game Critics a few years ago. And it's one of the most prolific video game critic culture analyses. <laughs> anyway, sorry to steal your thunder, but not even close <laughs> to Ladies and gentlemen, me. the fangirl. <laughs> I met him. He's nice. I know. I was there. He, he featured the Seattle Convention Center in one of his videos talking about The Last of Us. And I was like, that's where I met you, Donkey. That's where I met you. I know you've been there because I've seen you. <laughs> Donkey's my friend. We're best friends. Yeah, we no. We together. Mm. So, obviously. Yeah, that's how it works. No, but yeah, I... I suspect that a lot of people would be expecting us to go and talk about The Last of Us Part 2. I'll be blunt here. I don't want to go and touch that right now. I have not played it. And I don't think that now is the time to talk about it. Just because, like with Final Fantasy VII, which at some point later on this year, I do want to talk about the remake of that in more depth. I feel like you need to go and give something like this time to breathe. Because there's a lot to this game. A lot of people have not played through it. I don't want to go and influence... You know, with our meager audience, I don't want to go and influence things one way or another as far as that's concerned. What are you calling meager? But... <laughs> I would like to just make one comment on okay. the crap that's going on around around The Last of Us 2. And I will say mm-hmm. this outright. I have never played one I've not, I don't plan, and I, or two, and I don't plan on it. Cole, that's surprising. Yeah. You kind of play every new release. You're yeah. always the first one to have a copy. You're the first That's one in movie the theaters case. to see new movies. No, no, no. This wow. particular game, I, this I've watched a, a little bit of the first one. I wasn't interested, so I didn't. I'm see, glad didn't you put that disclaimer up. Otherwise, and I have no, and I have no int- show, show, show. But in any case, um, a lot of what was it? If I remember correctly, the report that I was reading that there was like fifty thousand reviews in less than two days, or something, something silly like that. And a lot of them were posted within about six hours or Mm -hmm. less of the game being released. Um, You can definitely see that there's something going on with this particular thing. And I I think it's also just reviews being done by a lot of people that never touched the game and only saw or heard the spoilers or whatever the leaks they were. Um, Yeah. I, I'm trying to stay away from this one just because I can't tell what's real and what isn't. I think exactly. as time goes along, you'll see things changing because it 
once again, th I'm going to go and end the Last of Us Part 2 discussion right here with this. Yep, that's all I was going to say is that wait. Yeah, when, when the game first came out, the Metacritic score was at basically 100. I think it was at like 98 the day of release. Mm -hmm. And the user score was hovering around 3.5. They dumped a ton of reviews, which I hate when these websites do that regardless of the reasons. Uh, and then it went lower. Since then, just looking it up right now, it's currently sitting at 4.5. It likely will continue to go and increase as a whole. But the question of whether or not the reasons on why people are disliking this are valid or not, I can't say. I haven't played it. I suspect later on this year we'll probably end up talking about it at some point. Once again, like with the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, for different reasons, I have things I want to talk about. But I want to give people a chance to go and play it, a chance to experience it, and a chance for all of the ratings to go and kind of find their way wherever they're going to go. Exactly. So. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah, so we're we're just going to end it there. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. The Last but of Us, some... more like the last of comments about it. <laughs> Battle for but, Bikini uh, yeah. Bottom. Yeah, swinging over, like, heard... this is actually kind of a weird one for I me. Heard... I didn't even realize it was coming out. They were doing a... Is it a reboot or a remaster? It's a remaster. It's, it's a... It is a remaster. Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of speedrunning stuff with this. If I can yeah, ask... Yeah, no, the... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go for it, John. Please, of... everyone, speak at once. Out of anyone here, did anyone ever play the game when it first came out on GameCube? Just out of curiosity. At that time, no. Didn't play it. I actually played it about two years ago, just because I started seeing a lot of people talking about it. And the quote, high watermark that it's set in terms of licensed platformers, and I just kind of wanted to experience it for myself. And while I can't say I've actually beaten the game, I borrowed it from a friend and then gave it back before I was done, I gotta say, I mean, especially for when it came out, I was impressed. Yeah, it was. it's actually not a bad game. It's a decent platformer. It's hard yeah. because GameCube had so many licensed games. Mm-hmm. Like, any movie had a GameCube game at that time, so. And I think people have kind of let up on that a little bit, but they were just a lot of cash grab. PS2 well, I mean, also. especially, yeah, li licensed games, I mean, they almost don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Just because of on how bad a lot of them turn out to be. So, I don't know. It was kind of exciting for me when they announced uh, last year that we're getting a technical remake because the source code doesn't play with modern systems. So technically it's a remake, but it's one that's being done basically line for line, the same kind of way that like Kingdom Hearts 1 was remade for the HD collection. It's basically just a remaster, even though they had to rebuild it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, got to... Uh, Got a lot to say on that one, but um, once again, not somebody that grew up with nostalgia for the game. And I will say, it definitely has not aged the best. I'll stand by that statement, unfortunately. Yeah. But at the same time, I can say that very few platformers really have. Even like Ratchet and Clank, the first one feels really awkward and clunky compared to what a lot of the later games have become. But uh, the the real reason why I wanted to talk about this specifically, this came out same day as The Last of Us. Call back to three minutes ago. But this one's also got its own ratings controversy. Because looking at a lot of the major uh, review publications, a lot of them chose not to go and review this thing at all. And the ones that did, especially the larger profile ones... Uh, like IGM and GameSpot, both end up giving it pretty horrid reviews. And reading at length about them, I don't know, I, I'm kind of curious where you guys stand in terms of where personal opinions of development should go and fall in play with a quality of a game as a whole. Because those two specific reviews... They didn't comment that the game itself was bad, unstructured, unplayable, had frame rate issues. None of the stuff that normally is 
well, denoted as a reason to go and give a game a bad review in the first place. What did it say? It was more about the fact that they didn't update it at all. It is literally the same game just with a couple of the, or with a couple of cut content items that weren't included in the original game just because of development time. And that's all. And I'm very confused. I'm not joking. Like, that is basically just the fact that it is a, you know, kind of clunky mid 2000s platformer. 2003. If I'm, I I looked up the, I only know SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, the original game, um, because I'm a speedrunning fan. Yeah. Um, I've never watched it played through for it, I but I just know of it because of games done quick. And mm-hmm. I think I actually looked up the record, actually, just to see what it was. Original game is one hour, 17 minutes, um, Jeez. which is rather bloody impressive. And the guy in second place comes in five minutes later. But I've seen just a little bit of it and I was like, oh, okay. It's a game, and it definitely looks like it's from that era. Mm-hmm. I personally don't. I I'm not gonna play it. I never played it. I because I never owned a GameCube. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just how I know about it. And and I was actually surprised. I'm like, oh, there's a call for a remaster of this game. Okay. Yeah. No, I I was surprised by that, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm. Very curious, just with the Cuphead controversy, with this, I don't know, where where is the line in terms of opinion versus objective truth when it comes to video game reviews? Yeah, we, we have standards in journalism for print media, largely for films, but video games are still, despite being the uh, highest grossing uh, media, uh, yeah, highest grossing media format anymore. Video games are still in kind of a weird space in terms of reviews, and I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm uh, kind of curious on where you guys stand on that, especially for something like a remake. It's, video games just, like, are so young. They're still so young in the industry strand. This is, this is this is an interesting thing. I think it might take another generation or two, or maybe in reviews might just seem like something since... Ev- reviews... Uh, okay, I got a bunch of different stances to take here. Uh, let me triangulate my shot, thoughts and think about this. One point, video games are still really young, so people addressing them... Film? Into comparison to all media it is one of the newest medias same with internet is one of the newest medias uh that also connects to why also reviews uh just reviewing anything online since internet is um online media is also they call it new media it is also such a young new media along it's developed almost Almost along the same lines as video video games has been around a little bit longer than it, but they are in the grand scheme they are very parallel and they have matured uh, around the same amount of time. So they are both very young and to that form immature, I would say. And I don't know if they ever will be mature in the future because maybe reviewing and news outlets and all that kind of stuff might change drastically of how we consume media too because we've consumed media differently so how people are giving us media and reviews because that's all it is it's all various forms of media it's an overarching media term uh getting reviews online looking up people can just write up whatever they want online uh they can be good at it they can be bad at it if they're good at it normally they go further into the field and get better jobs and more in-depth in it if they're bad at it then they just kind of continue doing it and then that's where they stay that's the point about being good or bad at something if you're good at it you'll you'll most likely stop doing reviews because you'll probably get further and deeper into the industry and it won't that won't be a facet that you do anymore that's normally like it's odd how a reviewer is almost like your foothold is that's the first thing you start doing if you want to get into like the game industry just start 
playing and reviewing games and putting up on your blog or that's how it used to be don't know if it is now that's again media is always changing the internet's always changing how the industry's work is always changing so when it comes to (laughs) reviews like especially before the internet wasn't a big huge thing of course of course back in the past you have like music review like people who review music People and those who... would be in things like magazines. And like exactly. Rob had already said, magazines are sort of a business because they have to print it. And so it, they're hiring people that are profession- and, but, professionals. But the, yes, but they're, but they're putting them in the actual official capacity of critic. Yeah, in um, printed media. Like when you when you think of film critics... The first per names that I popped that popped ahead was Ebert, I think. What was the other one? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the other name was. Sis, see, are you talking about Siskel and Ebert? Yes. Okay. Okay. That one. When <laughs> yeah. I think a film critic, who just didn't give two shits in some cases for some shit, but was very well respected for their opinions. Mm-hmm. You think that was them? They were professional film critics. Would you say that? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah, no, Siskel and Ebert, I mean, they had a television show for almost 20 years going and reviewing films. But that was also kind of a different, or that was also kind of a unique thing as well. And I do think that that plays into Tyler's argument about new media, because you want to talk about something that was never really matched in terms of the time period that they were engaged that was very much opinion-based was what Siskel and Ebert did with their show when it came to movies. Because it wasn't exactly about... Once again, I speak about, you know, the objective truths. You know, what the position is of a journalist when they're reporting on something, whether it be for critiques or about events that are going on in the world. There's standards in print media and largely in television when we talk about like the news side of things but that being said what they were doing wasn't talking about cinematography they weren't going and talking about quality of scripts they were talking about what their opinions were of the film as the entire product which i do think is definitely part of it oh definitely i but but of course when you think about but of course when you think of film critics you don't think it mm-hmm. most people will think, oh, those guys. Yeah. They won't ever think about the guy in the Times mm-hmm. talking about the film or the one that, or I can't remember which one it does that did that does Broadway shows. Like, um, whatever. They're one of the special magazines that are for, for just for Broadway shows and everything like that. I was going to say, there's lots of press that matches up with that. <laughs> I meant the stuff that was really popular around the 90s. But in any case... Okay. But, but, and you never really see individual, you never really know of the film critics or the, you never really know the name. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, if I understand what you're trying to say is when you'll see reviews, uh, like in a trailer, they'll talk, the Rolling Stones gave it a five out of five or it's always referring to a media of some kind, not a person. Uh, it's like Rolling Stones or the various outlets that are doing it, uh, which you can kind of see on video games, too. You'll see, like, IGN gave it this, or PC Gamer gave it this. And again, those are sort of established... Medias. Medias. Like, of course, when I think video game critics, of course, there's only one person I will ever think of. Oh? uh, John Total Biscuit Bane. Okay. Um, Mostly because... He very he very rarely let his own personal opinion get in the way, and just dealt with the facts. And he didn't give two shits about who you were about it when he did his review. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but that's and that's just that's the but that's just it though. It's all about like nowadays. It's just as so, so easy to turn on a microphone, turn on a camera, and give your opinion about something nowadays. Yeah, well, the question is, where, Rob, where do you go to get your video game reviews? You're muted. You're muted. (laughs) 
You I caught bet. up it on your end because you all record separately, so you would have got that, but we weren't hearing anything you say, so we couldn't have responded. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is where it's actually gotten tough because it used to be that I was a big proponent of IGN up until really about five years ago because mm-hmm. it did seem like despite the fact that their rating standard or their rating scale was always a little bit insane, uh, at least you could go and understand where they were coming from. And they used a really solid uh, format for their reviews to go and make sure that everything did hold up to the same standards. This is where I kind of have the problem because one of the worst reviews for this particular game actually comes from IGN. Hmm which spends almost the entire review talking about the fact that the game is just stuck in 2003. Well, isn't that the point? And that's kind of my issue there. It's like, okay, we're not talking about something like, I don't know. Part of the reason on why this one stood out to me, so I just recently finished, uh, I can't say I 100%ed, but I did... I beat all of the Crash Bandicoot games <laughs> in the Insane Trilogy and finished the Spyro uh, remastered edition that just came out. New Crash well, coming out, they just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Crash 4. It's about time. Anyway. Freaking love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just finished those games and both of those were hailed for going and being, you know, Great recreations of the original with only the most minor of changes uh, to go and improve the gameplay experience. Toys for Bob did a great job with uh, Crash Bandicoot in particular. Like, it just feels like a classic game. So I just found it really weird that publications like IGN, like GameSpot, like Player 2... all hailed those particular titles when they came out with their remakes and remasters. But this one, which actually has a higher score from the audience, has found itself in a really awkward place. It's the same thing that happened with Cuphead, where now it's been interesting looking at it. The Metacritic score is higher today than where it was when it launched a few years ago. The thing is, but I, I think what that comes down to is that the magazines and publications don't see nostalgia as a thing. Um, for that, I wouldn't anyway. say that. I wouldn't say that because it's still a writer who's writing it. He's going to see nostalgia. He's going to like well, it. Okay. I think there's. I think it's a double standard, is what it is. Okay, yeah, maybe definitely. that. Maybe, okay, maybe closer to that then. Like, yeah, in my where own it head, is. I'm saying if what if that writer sees no need, like of course it's going to be. It's not going to be. It's not when these reviews come from these publications, no matter who they are, it's not a group of five guys sitting around a circle and say, okay, what's your thoughts on it? It's one guy that looks at this game, plays or plays it, goes through a demo, whatever, and sits down and he starts writing about it. If he never played the original or never knew about the original and he just kind of heard about it, he's like, okay, well, I don't see well, a reason he, for this, blah, 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 blah. He would, blah. though. That's the thing. If you're, if you're a critic and you don't know about the original then I feel like you're not doing your homework and you're not a good well, critic. You know, no, well, no, no, no. Like, I'm not saying no about it, but, like, when it, like obviously he's just never played it because it's maybe wasn't around when he started doing stuff, these type of things. You know I what know. I mean? Like, he might I go don't know. back that's and a, play that's the a original, weird, but I don't know. That's a maybe. weird stretch. I think that's a stretch because if you're getting into being a video game critic, you're going to be playing the AAA games pretty mm-hmm. pretty easily. It's just what? you don't you don't stumble. Oh, maybe some people do stumble into it, and they're they're. Would writers. you consider this triple A or fucking the original? Last of Us? No, I'm not talking about Last of Us. What are you talking about now? You're talking about uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot? No, I'm talking about SpongeBob. Oh. Oh. Uh. We jump jump back. All we're all over the place now. What a question are we asking? <laughs> we're talking about SpongeBob. Um, we're not talking. We're not talking about. We're not talking about. Uh, about uh, Last of Us. No, we're talking about SpongeBob. Um, actually, why do we even care? Podcast drunk. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to. That was my job. Don't come um, drunk. Don't come drunk. I thought Amy was the one that was supposed to be drunk. 
Quick, quick, somebody, quick, somebody, shake her desk and see if the bottle's. Actually, why do we even care about reviews about SpongeBob? That's a question. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. It's weird <laughs> since I don't have nostalgia for this game at all. It's just, Sponge I'm, I'm really Bob. starting. Yeah, I'm just really starting to worry here because. I don't know. This might sound like a weird thing to even be bringing up, and maybe this just shows my bias with things, but I've really come to hate what film review critics have become, mm -hmm. where it's less about the quality of a film, it's more about what narrative the reviewer can go and string together, or what other motive they can go and rope this into to go and make a point. And I'm starting to feel like the video game press is going that route. You know, I grew up with... I grew up back when Game Informer did a swimsuit special. <laughs> and as horrible as that was, at least it was clever with the crap they'd write to go and justify it. I remember reading a review for Final Fantasy IX. Which is not one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, and of which I did not play until probably five years after I read the article on there. But talking about a game that the critic himself didn't like, but still objectively wrote about what he experienced while playing, his enjoyment of certain elements... And while going and pointing out that on a technical level, it's one of the most polished JRPGs that he had ever played and that somebody that is into X, Y, and Z game titles would love this and had to go and give it a good review, despite the fact that he personally didn't like it. That's what I grew up with, and maybe I'm just holding on to dead ideas. But that's the way that film used to be. That's the way that we used to go and talk about television reviews. Mm-hmm. And now, those are some of the worst things ever. Like, love or hate the current Doctor Who uh, season that's out there, whether or not you like what's going on with that shouldn't matter in the reviews. But a lot of press won't even go and cover it anymore because they just feel like there's no good way of covering it without getting shouted down on one side or another. Is gaming press becoming that way? Am I going crazy? I, you know what? Uh, I've got I've got a thing to say here. It is, yeah. This is this is an aspect. Um, nowadays, uh, this is the this is the opposite of me saying video game is new media. Video games. Is it weird when someone says uh, they're not a gamer uh, or haven't played video games? Is that weird now? Uh, no, because no, no. I know lots of people. Well, I look pretty much not like a nerd. I don't flaunt my nerdiness. I don't wear nerdy t-shirts a lot. I have a few, but most of them are like subtle. Um, and I don't have. You're the yeah. For anybody that's not aware, Amy, Amy could go and land any supermodel she felt like. Yeah, she landed. What the me. hell she's doing with us? She we don't landed know. me. Well, she couldn't find one at the time, so she set up her time. So she landed me. Shut up, stop. boys. Tyler, stop so it. here's the thing. I wasn't now, done yet. Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't even done my point yet. Go on, Amy. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Oh. So people all the time talk to me about how, like, I have a lot of friends who aren't super nerdy, and I know a lot of people who aren't super nerdy, and it's not uncommon for people to not play games or only play N64, only play the games they played as a kid. Okay, yeah, but uh, the other side I was going to say, having them have picked up a video game or are familiar with a video game in some facet is not strange either. And if someone said, oh, I'm a gamer, it is... The amount, it's no longer niche like it used to be. No. And when these things, uh, like if you said, oh, I'm a gamer, you go, yes, that is a valid thing that multiple people are. Uh, it's no longer like, it, that's like their hobby. That's a hobby you can have. You can be a gamer and people aren't going to go, oh, those are rotten. Your brain, you're not, you're, what are you, a 12-year-old child? The only 12-year-old children play game, video games. Um, you can just be, yeah, I'm a gamer, that's what I do. And you'll go, okay, yeah, that's what you do. You can go to work, you go home, you play video games, and that's it. 
Um, but that makes it, again, it's mainstream. It's still young, but it is mainstream that you can go, you can go talk to your parent about a video game and they will have a, there's a good chance they know exactly what you're talking about. They know, oh, a new game came out because they saw it on the ad somewhere, even though if they're TV not, even. yeah, they go, oh, your mom might even come to you and go, did you hear about that new Assassin's Creed game coming out? I'm like, yeah, mom, I did. Okay. Yes, I know your mom would do that. <laughs> So, see, not. I'm sorry, I got cool Ty- parents. Yeah, Tyler. No, Ty- Tyler. Plays and goes to con. <laughs> yeah. No, Tyler, um, you have just brought up a profound point. Because I will never forget. God, I believe. I believe it was. I think it was the NFC West Championship. Many years ago now, before Mass Effect 2 was launching. It was like the week beforehand. And BioWare put out this five-minute trailer that they ran during halftime. This is on network television, middle of a football game. And I'm watching this with my dad. He's like, At the end of it, he's like, I want to know everything about what I just saw there. He was entranced by it. Marketing has changed a lot from the way that it used to be. And yeah, video game advertisements are a totally regular thing, even in traditional media where you wouldn't expect the people watching it would necessarily be driven towards it. Tyler's point's right. Video games have become mainstream. It's not unusual for somebody not to go and say her to say that they don't play video games. But it almost would be strange to go and say that people aren't aware of them anymore, even. Yeah. Yes. We're... That, is a, that is a profound thing to think about. I've never actually processed it that way. Yeah. And so, long story short, uh, every when a media becomes mainstream like it has, the critics start dying and are no longer uh, authentic like they used to. So, you are not going crazy. Video game critics have died. And you're going to have to come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of like all those... those... Go ahead. <laughs> it's like all those copiers you see now of like the angry video game nerd that kind of mimic that style, just getting angry and or other reasons just to get a, a response out of someone for a quick view or something like that, a quick comment. Oh, does the irate gamer still exist? To a certain degree, yeah. But now there's like <laughs> clones of him. There's clones of his clones. Yeah, yeah. God, because going to back to about. what Tyler says, and I personally think this is true, I don't think critics to like are needed really anymore, but they don't exist like they used to. Because like, everyone has an opinion, right? I'm not going to yeah. always like what you're going to like. So most people will just get go off of their opinion to review something. And that usually doesn't do it justice. Yeah, well, and this kind of goes back to my point of Siskel and Ebert were great because it was just about their opinion. That's what you were watching the show for. It wasn't to know whether or not a movie was really good or bad. It's whether or not these guys liked them. And that's fine if that's what you're calling it. But they never claimed that they were journalists in that respect. Right. I don't think you know, they were... most of the critics now claim that they're really journalists, do they? No. Is... Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can, like Cole say, get in front of a camera, get a microphone, type in a blog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh, and I, so I hate the fact that that's right. It, but it's, it, video games, yeah, are, are mainstream, so they can, anyone can do it. But IGN has been ha- a good example of this. Why has been you, going. Sorry. Oh. Why do you hate the fact that that's right? That's exactly what we're doing right now. I was that is exactly say, what we're doing right now. We've done yeah. exactly that before. <laughs> That's all we're doing is giving our opinions on video games. Right. And, and video games. We're giving uh, our opinions and, and on the people and who cosplay. give their opinions. <laughs> we have opinions True. on the opinions. Yep. Tyler used to give his opinions on anime. I gave him on video games. Like, come I on, did. Tyler. <laughs> I did. It was. Tyler mostly it... gives his opinions on Cole. I yeah. do. Yeah, I do. Asshole, apparently. I still do. And that's still well, a niche market. So I'm still authentic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep, and God. apparently I'm the only one that thinks Tyler's an asshole, so... Hmm. Oh, no, you're not. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, no, no, everybody agrees with that. Don't feel you know, He's just a lovable special. one. That's yeah. his benefit. I'm a charismatic no, asshole. So, what terms have we gotten to here now, then? So, we, we are establishing... We here on the podcast, as journalists, have established that new media... Uh, I'm not uh, a journalist. I'm a scholar. Okay, <laughs> you are you are our lore master, so I'll, I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, I guess that is is video games are so mainstream. Everyone, knows, most people would know what an Xbox. If you said, "Hey, this is an Xbox," most most likely the person's gonna know what that is, or I've heard the thing, or is like, "That's ah, a video game system." They won't know an Xbox 360 from an Xbox box. Or it's a Nintendo. You forget about that. Yeah, Nintendo. Every, well, that's the thing a, is, everything's a Nintendo. But everything is a Nintendo now. It's marketed Nintendo. That's that was one of the things Nintendo did was market it to everyone. They're like, mm-hmm. video gamers are going to buy them because they're video gamers. That's what they do. Let's not market to them because they're going to buy it anyways. Let's market to everyone else. And kind of worked and then kind of didn't work but hell it got a lot of wheeze into uh, a lot of wheeze into houses and became another household name again and now everyone has a switch yep yeah growing i still like until a few years ago literally if my parents asked about video games they would say go play your nintendo i and that was the most common thing in the world for people now cole i have to go and ask here did they say that just because they wanted to insult you or because they actually thought that way? That's just how they thought it. <laughs> I think they wanted to insult Cole. <laughs> well, my stuff. And I've also heard that from other people as well. My folks preferred to it as Nintendo because that's what we had growing up. And yep, and, uh, I yeah. had a, a Nintendo 64. And everything after that is always a Nintendo. As I look over to my wall and see my Atari 2600. <laughs> classic one thing i can say i want to say this one thing because it's been on my head for a while yes and go. You, yeah you guys can take it or leave it but this is kind of how i view things now because i don't really go on ign mm-hmm. anymore for my game reviews is i yep. just go and try it yeah i, yeah. I, let, I let my opinion because i mean spongebob squarepants or really any game coming out cyberpunk uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy, whatever. I think the best way is just for you to play it and let yourself decide. If that I, makes sense. I have a counter-argument. Um, Let's hear it. Are demos still a thing? I saw kind of yeah, a little they're, bit. Yeah. They're starting to come back. I think that's, a... that's the thing. Is Yeah, demos are coming back. You, John... You try games, but that is because you have the luxury of being able to go to packs where you can go around and try games. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people don't have that luxury. Demos used to be, that's how you did it. That was part of selling the game is you go, hey, try it. So you get demo disc and you play a game and you go, oh, I want to play the full experience. Um, Demos kind of died because people were marketing better. So people would just automatically, you just had these legions of people that would just follow games um that was the huge thing in the 2000s that you just had people go oh this is a great game it's gonna be it was reviewed well that was probably a good height of game reviews being honest and uh honest is that the right word authentic i want want to keep using the word authentic because that seems like the most appropriate one is the 2000s um so games were being reviewed authentically Uh, there we go and then so people would go that and then that was enough for them to find out if they liked it or not just from a review and then people would buy it and that's how people knew but now i think again with reviewers not being like that anymore demos might be coming back because of that so people can do that where they can go try out the game for a little bit to find out do they like the way it plays and if not, then they won't buy it because games are still expensive. And dropping $80 on a game that you might not like is... Ugh, that's a the hard Sega, thing to do. The most common review t- 
type thing I see nowadays is the early streamer review uh, release, uh, where companies will go to popular, will go on, will go to all these streaming places on on YouTube and Twitch, and go. Hey, I like it. we like your content. Would you like to have a key for our, an early access key to this game so you can play for your audience? You have to play it for this amount of time, etc. Like blah 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 blah. Like that's the most common type of review stuff I see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember um, the fucking Dreamcast oh. demo disc? Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that yes. was the best demo of all time. It had DOA on it. It had Tony Hawk on it. It had fucking Fur Fighters. Was there oh. only one demo disc for Sega? The only one that mattered. Mm-hmm. Man. The Dreamcast just came with one. I'm just oh, thinking and... PC and Sony just had so many demo discs that Funhouse made a whole show about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, Dreamcast had a shorter lifespan. But it had... A, That's a, an understatement. A star that burns twice as bright lives half as long. That's beautiful. You remember. Thank you. Remember when you yeah. used to go into like Target and stuff like that, and they had the consoles there, and there would always be like a different set of games you could pick from and play. That's like, how. Mm-hmm. Like that's the how reason, I play Guitar Hero. The reason I yeah. played Custom Robo was because in my uh, hometown store they had a demo of the multiplayer Custom Robo, and I was like, "This is the coolest stuff ever." Yeah. Guitar um, Hero Two. And, and speaking of going to the privilege of John being able to go to conventions and try out games directly from just the packs, or you can, or, or, or you can just be Amy and go and break the game. That's also packs. That's the same. <laughs> Sorry, the same I just re- I've been yep. waiting like ten minutes to do, to say that. Anyway, oh, you just you just repeated the thing I said. Amy um, breaking the breaking a demo. And going I am a game breaker. Ducky. She found a bug. <laughs> Very well. I am a bug and, finder. I got a plushie. Yeah, she got a plushie. For finding the bug. Um, I, I learned about Sonic Adventure 2 at Circuit City. They had it set up, mm. and that's my favorite game. So thanks, Circuit City. Nobody knows what a Circuit City is anymore. but There's still one in Do Silverdale. Do people know what a Circuit City are? Radio so Shacks? Radio Shack. We're just old. Ra- Radio Shack at least had some notoriety for going and just being that thing that somehow still refuses to die. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like Radio Sega... Shack became Circuit City up here. Yeah, it did. Huh. <laughs> the Sega Genesis, you know how like everyone wants their boxes to be sleek? Not Sega Genesis. The back had like a hundred mini images for games. And then you'd have your mm-hmm. game pamphlet and it would have advertisements for other games by that same developer. Nobody remembers that. It's fine. The back of the box yeah, had like sorry. altered beast. <laughs> Like, you'd look at one screenshot, Sonic 3, and you'd be like, oh, these are good games. These are other games that I could buy. I don't know. That's, like, minimal. And then, like, gaming magazines were awesome. I liked fucking, Mm -hmm. uh, not X Games, E Games. Morgan and Adam? What was that? Oh, X, or X Play. X Play was so good. They, like, had good That was. Yeah, no, but that's, that kind of goes to my point there. It's like. I freaking loved that era because, yeah, you could go and get some opinion out of it, but it was just, this is the game. Is it good or is it bad? Is it designed well? Does it play well? Is there some level of enjoyment, even if I'm not into what the source material is? I will never forget their review of, I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of the game was. It was based on that Ultimate Muscle King Kanikuman show that came to the U.S., and they kept making jokes about the ridiculousness of a character named Dick Dick Van Dick. <laughs> but still talking about the fact that it was a surprisingly competent fighter for the GameCube. It's like freaking sweet. I like that. That was just good. That's what I expect. Maybe I expect too much. Maybe, maybe that's really what my problem is. Maybe, well, no, because you expected what you were shown and things have just declined from that i guess that's the thing we just magazines aren't really a viable thing anymore and so the internet has exploded so you've got you've gained quantity and lost quality 
because it doesn't mm -hmm. have to go through all those channels to get into a, a printed media printed media you had to put a lot of effort into a magazine but then that's why those things don't around uh exist as much anymore because it was expensive and a guy yeah. typing on a keyboard on his blog isn't so that's just the world we live in now i guess shed a tear for those video game reviews that were put into printed media like nintendo power okay. nintendo power everyone let's Official take playstation magazine Say rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> let's all take a moment of silence to uh honor the death of video game reviews And we're good. Take yep, us home, right. Rob. I'm de I'm depressed now. Take us home, Rob. Pour one out the for the Ranger. homies. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. <laughs> I'm Cole. I'm the Green I Ranger. I want to die. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. He's Rob. He's the Emo Ranger. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember Emo Rangers? Oh, what? God. <laughs> no, we're not going there. <laughs> we're not going back there. I already brought back enough nostalgia for 2003 <laughs> with SpongeBob SquarePants. Apparently. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us talk about the death of objective media. We just gotta find. Thank out you what so the new much for listening. <laughs> next week? <laughs> no, not really. Coming next week, something hopefully more optimistic that won't make Rob want to go and kill himself. Oh, no. yeah. Hologram <laughs> reviews? The new reviews? Let's just let's just uh, this way will actually will actually convince us to actually think about a topic ahead of us and just not let to Rob think. We're of just one. rambling now. We're just rambling. He should like slowly just made it quieter and quieter and quieter until it went into nothing. Thank you everybody for listening to us. You know where to listen to us. If you got something to say, suggestions for a podcast that won't be so depressing, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter at Soccer Rangers. Instagram at Sakura Rangers. Facebook. Also, probably at Sakura Rangers. I don't even remember anymore. What the hell is Facebook? I, I can't even remember anymore. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.